Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now What's up, and welcome to another exciting edition of Bearded B-Roll. I'm Kyle. And I'm Mike, just two bearded dudes here to chat about all the movies you love, hate, don't mind, or simply never heard of. This is the episode one. The top time flimes that fuck. The top ten times. Sex killed. All right. So, might seem like a little bit of a weird place to start, but not for us. So, uh, let's take a look at the list, and we're going to start with number 10. Kill Bill. Ghostbusters. No, but there was that ghost blowjob scene. I don't think it counts, though, because the ghost was already dead. Not counts. Now, ghosts ghost count. Does necrophilia count? Necrophilia only counts if the person dies during the act. And then the person perpetrating the act continues to perform once death has occurred. Okay. What about Kill Bill? Does anybody remember Buck? No. When she wakes up from her coma, uh, there's a guy bringing another guy into the room to have sex with her comatose body. Do you not remember this? Oh, now I do. Yeah, no, never mind. And she had just woken up, but she pretends that she's still asleep because she doesn't know what the hell's going on. And then she has flashbacks of Buck saying, my name's Buck and I'm here to, oh God, I don't want to say it. All right, fine. Buck is here to fuck. How do you not remember that? You're creepy. I don't, I am not as big a fan of the Kill Bill movies as you. And I have only watched them like maybe once each. Look, I've only watched them several times each every yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, since no, they came see, out. I don't, I don't do that. Not with those. I like watched them because I think you told me to like after a <laughs> while of me not watching them because I just didn't. All right. Well, anyway, number 10, Kill Bill, Buck. Now this causes directly two deaths because when Buck brings a trucker into the room and hands him a very dirty bottle of vag- uh, what is it? not Vagisil, <laughs> uh, Vaseline. She bites that guy's lip off and then kills him. And then later Buck comes back into the room, finds the body, and she slices his Achilles tendon and then crushes his head in a door. Ringing any bells? No. No, I don't remember it. This must not have been as cool a scene as the giant fight with all the ninjas. No, but that was also volume one. All right, let's move on to number nine from Dusk Till Dawn. Also featuring Quentin Tarantino, but not directed by Quentin Tarantino. Did he write this one? You know, I don't think he directly has a writing or uh, directing credit to this movie, but 
He's just best friends with Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, and you could tell he definitely had a lot of input on kind of every aspect of the movie, specifically the toe and foot close-ups um, of Juliette Lewis. Is that a thing with Quentin Tarantino? See, he got a foot thing? He definitely has a foot thing. And we can go through him real quick. Kill Bill. There's like a 10-minute close-up on Uma Thurman's toes while she tries to move them because her legs had like her muscles atrophied from being comatose for so long. That makes sense. Uh, Death Proof. There's that Jungle Julia girl with her feet sticking out of the vehicle uh, you know, prior to her leg getting ripped off. You should just save this for another top 10 time. We should. There should top be a 10 top times 10. Quentin Tarantino focused on feet. Top 10 feet. That, in general. No, no just Quentin That's Tarantino weird, feet. Then I feel like that we have to be in defeat and i don't have that anyway so from dust till dawn <laughs> all right from dust till dawn there's not one scene in particular that necessarily screams top 10 times sex killed. i didn't think that sex killed anybody in that movie nobody banged and then died they were all just at a bunch the... of strippers <laughs> exactly that's my point they were Stripper all at the, the titty twister right why other than a sexual inclination would you go to a strip club it's not because the food's good. Some of them are, but I also don't know because I only went out of curiosity and because I was forced to, and it wasn't interesting to me at all. So I don't know why people go to these. Okay. I've never actually been to one, but I'm assuming the food would be bad. I didn't have the food. I just drank a lot of beer. That's fair. I bet the women became more attractive the more you but drank. No, there's like one in, in my area that's supposed to have really good food. People used to go there just for lunch that I knew. While the women danced. Yeah. Duh. That's a little weird. Yeah, but they said the food was good. I don't know, man. That's just the thing that happened near me. Did you bring anyway, like your family so, there? So <laughs> are you like are you like talking about um like the cock gun? Is that is that something that counts? I don't think that actually killed anyone. Yeah, I don't they think killed a vampire with it. At least one. What was in why would regular bullets have killed a vampire? I don't know. That movie really didn't focus so much on them being vampires as much as snakes. That's true. They were vampire snake people. But that other guy did kill one with a pencil and then rip its heart out. No, other way around. He ripped its heart out then stabbed the heart with a pencil. Okay. But that has nothing to do with sex. So you're, you're basing this one off, off strip clubs. Off of strip clubs and the fact that it's a movie set entirely... Well, not entirely. Mostly at a strip club where specifically... And don't forget Cheech Marin's giant uh, speech in the beginning when they first arrive about all the different types of pussy they have for a penny. But no one dies mid-coitus. On to the next one. Okay, and <laughs> this is one that's near and dear to everybody's heart that's seen it, I think. Um, we're talking about teeth. See, see, people died during sex in this one. This Quite one literally. Yes, so this is number eight on our list. And... So this is the best one so far. This should be higher up on the list because A, it starts out with the dangers of living next to a nuclear power plant. <laughs> that's that's a, a PSA right there. Like, Don't live right next to a nuclear power plant or your daughter might grow up to have vagina in her teeth and bite her stepbrother brother's finger off. If anything, that sounds like an incentive to live next to a power plant. Why would you want your daughter to bite off her brother's finger with her vagina teeth? Well, not necessarily brother, but think about what it would do for rapists. Anyway, so every kill in this movie is through sex because the first dude who she likes and tries to take advantage of 
She bites his dick off, and then he dies in a cave. Don't forget about the crab. The crab? Yeah, there was a little tiny crab walking along the riverbank later, uh, carrying said penis above its head like a trophy. Yeah, I don't remember that part. And then was the dentist next? Or not the dentist. <laughs> the gynecologist. In this case, he's both. Same thing, right? Dentist, did he die or did he just get his fingers bitten off? Because I don't think they ever said he died. And that's a good question. And that's exactly the reason I did not put this movie higher on the list. You don't, three people still died from it. Most There's of the three ki- kills no. with vagina. There's three vagina kills. No, most of them are maimings. I thought she killed her stepbrother. Didn't he die? No, but he might as well have. And she definitely killed the hitchhiker at the end. Well, that was left up. She was the hitchhiker. She was the hitchhiker. And there was like a creepy dude that picked her up. But it was kind of like hinting that somehow she'd be like a vagina superhero. Yeah, she's a a vigilante. Going forward. But that doesn't count because it's an off-screen kill. Potentially a kill that never never filmed. But the brother she doesn't kill. The brother she she vagina bites off his penis. No. She vagina bites off his penis, walks to the other end of the room. The camera's like between her legs looking at him on the bed. And then she drops it. So you just see it fall to the floor. And then his big dog. He was the son from, from Nip Tuck, right? It was. Oddly enough, tried to circumcise himself in Nip Tuck. So that there's something with him and penises and film. The removal of them. Yeah, or parts of them. But no, anyway, the dog eats the guy's penis. And it just kind of ends with him like screaming, no! Was it her brother or her stepbrother? It's a good question. I think it might have been her stepbrother. I, I thought it was brother, brother, because it was weird, but then they were kind of the same age. so Maybe half, half sibling? Anyway, so. All right, moving on. Number seven, and this one is going to be all you. Shoot em up. All right, shoot em up has the best murdered sex scene in all of movies ever, if not the best scene. Shoot 'em up as a movie is just a guilty pleasure. There's no plot. It's just about shooting everyone and protecting some baby from some kind of, I don't know, organ thing. Anyway, so in the scene, Clive Owen and I don't remember her name, Maria. Is it Monica Bellucci? Monica Bellucci, yeah. Are are getting into it. Because they've been like together this whole time protecting this baby. I don't remember how they met in the movie because they weren't like friends. And so they start to do the nasty and the people that are hunting them have like a hit team that's coming into the room. And instead of stopping, they just keep shooting it. Well, Clive Owen keeps shooting everybody. And every time he does, she moans. And it's the best scene ever. And then when he kills the last guy, she finishes. But does sex actually kill? Yes. I feel like, if anything, sex was just like an added bonus to the... Uh... No, I think if they weren't doing it, then they wouldn't have been able to do it. I think that the sex directly helped his ability to shoot people. Well, what about the rest of the movie? Is he okay with like taking people out and defending himself when he doesn't have his penis inside of someone? Yeah, I mean, at one point he kills people with like no fingers, so... He has no fingers? He, he uses a carrot to shoot his gun. He like holds the carrot and hits the trigger with it. If... Whatever one you said counts, where there was zero sex, then this counts. Every movie I described had sex in it, to some extent. But the sex didn't murder anybody. Nobody even... The one was just a strip club. That doesn't count. I don't know if, like... I don't know if shoot 'em up counts, though. Because think about it. Like, did sex actually... Like, <laughs> I'm going to take it back to the, the... We did this all wrong. This whole list is wrong. We need to redo this whole list. This is a lot of them. 
where the vagina doesn't kill. And I don't think there's that many movies where that is. Unless you include, well, like, Species and, like, what was the movie? Oh, Splice. That one. Didn't the dude die? No, he didn't. No, he didn't. When he was banging it? No, not while he was banging it. It happened later. After it, because it, it switched sexes. It, the thing turned into a dude at, like, 20 minutes from the end. And then it got jealous of him. <laughs> and it wanted to it wanted to fuck its mom. Well, that was what happened. You got to do both in some situations. She just made this like top 10 times incest killed. I feel like that's actually a comprehensive list on all on its own, but no, that's a bad list. That's not a list anybody wants to hear. The next one is uh, very bad things. 1998, John Favreau, uh, Jeremy Piven, probably one of the best black comedies made in the last 25 years or so. They're all white, dude. Ooh, not that kind of black. But there was a black character in it. He didn't last very long, though. All right, so does this count, though, because based off your rules of sex directly killing the person, because what had actually killed her was a slip and fall? Well, actually. So, and technically a coat hanger. It wasn't a coat hanger. It was like a hook on the wall. All right, backstory. Bachelor party. A hanger on the bathroom door so that they can hang up the ropes. Coat hanger. You were very literal with the names of things. What do you call a little hook on the wall that you put your coat on? Well, that's a coat hook, not a coat hanger. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Okay, now you explain it then, because now my brain's broken from this whole confusion over what's a coat hook and what's not a coat hook. All right, so very bad things. Bachelor party, right? John Favreau's getting married. All of a sudden, Christian Slater decides he's going to break out like a Tony Montana style, like bucket of cocaine. Uh, Jeremy Piven decides to have sex with a prostitute, played by Kobe Tai, a prolific 1990s porn star. Um, and they're in the bathroom. And this adult is the point. film that, actress, adult retired adult film actress. Like I guess if we're going to be like really technical, respect the sex worker. I'm not disrespecting the sex worker. Okay, sure. Anyway, what happens? So Jeremy Piven takes the sex worker into the bathroom and they start going at it. And he's all really coked up and screaming, excited, picks her up. Now he's banging her against the wall. And then all of a sudden she's dead and he doesn't realize it. He keeps going. This actually brings us back to the necrophilia argument from earlier. This is actually a perfect example of that. Um, And then he... Does he finish before or after he finds out she's dead? He keeps going until climax, and he's like looking down toward the ground when it happens, and then he finishes, and he kind of looks up at her like, isn't this great? Didn't I do such a good job? And then he realizes that she has a completely uh, blank expression on her face, so he backs up a little bit and realizes that she's standing up all on her own because a coat hook, not a coat hanger, has somehow breached the back of her brain and is like lodged in her brainstem holding her body up. Until it breaks off the wall, and she falls down with the coat hook still sticking out of the back of her head. And then he has to explain to his friends, hey, guys, I I fucked up. And from that point on, they come together, and they make the right choice, and they tell the police, and everybody decides it's an accident, and goes on their merry way. Yeah, no, it's the complete opposite of that. They kill a security guard. They decide to bury the bodies in the desert. More people die. They kill what? Her pimp, right? No, no, I don't think that came up. They killed a security guard that came over because somebody was making so much noise that uh, a different guest complained. Oh, I thought the girls had like a bodyguard too that came looking for them and they like, killed them too. I can't remember. It's been a long time since I've seen this movie. I think you're thinking of the really security guard. Time. They killed him with a, 
a corkscrew, which is actually a really funny scene because he takes like 20 minutes to die. Um, and Christian Slater is completely level-headed the whole time. Yeah, because he's a psychopath. But you know what? You need a psychopath in situations like that. Um, no, I feel like that's the opposite. I feel like that's how you wind up like actually with a murder charge instead of like an accidental manslaughter thing or whatever. Even because too much effort went into like covering it up. Yeah, yeah, no, no. That's when you get like murder one for like at least the security guard, and then like all the other stuff they did. That's like so many times in jail that they're going. This was the original um, Hangover movie. Yeah, and then they made it funny when they made the Hangover. They just remade it. Yeah, if they would have just had like a cameo of Mike Tyson in very bad things, I don't think they would have needed to make the Hangover at all. Really, I think we should do a top tens of times that movies accidentally or purposefully just steal the plot of another movie and try and make it different well i know number one on that list already right off the top of my head yeah cinderella story that was a little different for me i was gonna go with uh, fast and the furious but so again why i think very bad things belongs on this list and not only on this list but like toward at least the middle or top of this list is the fact that that first death of the very well-respected sex worker is the inciting incident for mayhem as it will ensue for the rest of the film every death that happens is precipitated by that one incident was she by herself or was there like did she have like a partner with her too i don't know why you keep trying to add extra characters in here she showed up by herself dude i don't know because i'm mixing it up and honestly i think i'm mixing it up with donkey punch because you took that off the list it's in the honorable mention that whole movie is like the same thing with like the guy accidentally kills a girl banging her and then they have to try and murder all her friends well, the difference is I didn't fall asleep while I was watching Very Bad Things. Then you missed the flare gun scene. I think I woke up for the flare gun scene. It was like the only time there was action after that. Anyway, all right, cool. So, Very Bad Number things. five. It's number seven. Wait, what? Uh, what number bad, are we on? Very Bad Things was number six. So, ten was Kill Bill. Nine was From Dusk Till Dawn. Eight was Teeth. Seven was Shoot 'em Up. Six, Very Bad Things. And now we are moving on to number five, uh, Jack Frost, which you told me about this particular scene years before i actually watched the movie i just watched it a few months ago for the first time um you you never saw this like this was like a childhood family christmas movie for me you sure about that yeah that's how my mom played it all right well childhood family christmas movie jack frost why don't you tell me about the scene that uh, brought it to this list all right so in this scene shannon elizabeth what's the basic plot plot yeah. All right, the plot of the movie is your basic, really crappy B horror movie from the early '90s, and I don't even—I th- think it was made in the 2000s anyway. <laughs> um, so there's a serial killer being transported on Christmas, and they get hit by some weird chemical truck. He melts, becomes snow, turns into a snowman. It's amazing. Makes total sense. So this part of the movie, Shannon Elizabeth—I don't—I think he's already been killing people. Everybody's freaked out and whatever. And Shannon Elizabeth decides she's going to go take a bath at home. And she gets in, she turns on the water, and it turns out that Jack had melted into the water, reformed into a snowman, and then assaulted and murdered her by bashing her up against a wall until her brain broke. I could have sworn this was like an icicle penis rape scene as you described it to me. Is that not accurate? It is not accurate, no. I think something with the carrot happened, but I don't. No, he it's, like it, he it just kind of bashed her into the wall over and over again. It kind of looked like maybe something was going on for an extended period. And I, I don't think any, I don't know. They don't show anything down there. They just show him bash her into the wall, and it's like implied that it's like a 
humping thing. And I just figured out why I never watched this movie before, because I looked it up. You said it was like early 2000s. It's actually 1997. I said either 90s or 2000s. But there's also another movie called Jack Frost that came out the very next year, starring like Michael Keaton and Kelly Preston. And that one actually is a wholesome family Christmas movie. Yeah, I saw both of them, but one of them we watched every Christmas. (sighs) I feel like you probably watched the nice one. No, 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 no. Did your mother know the difference? No, because we also watched Silent Night, Deadly Night, all of those. All two of them? What? Yeah, No, there's like three or four, I thought. There's more than two now, man. I saw the first one, and the second one is basically like a 90-minute like recap of the first one with like 10 minutes of new footage. I almost wanted to include that on this list because of the scene where like the couple's banging and it makes Santa mad because they're being adulterous. That's because they're being naughty. Yeah, but I didn't. I think he kills them with a box cutter. Now it's in here, so... Now oh, it's on oh. the list. There's five of them. I never saw any of these. I told you there's like way more than you thought. Clint Howard is in the fourth one. Clint Howard is in everything. Bill Mosley's in the third one. I keep wanting to rewatch Ice Cream Man. I actually watched that a few months ago. It holds up. Does it? I feel like it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't, but I mean, it's like a nostalgic thing for me. For I, was, some reason. I was watching the, another countdown list of horror movies thing and that came up and I was like, this is great. I love this movie. <laughs> I didn't think people knew about this movie. It's on Amazon right now. They have it on Prime, and they also have like the Rift Tracks, you know, Mystery Science Theater 3000 style one. Looks like I'm going to have a family movie night soon with my children. <laughs> All right, so. What is your opinion on that scene, though? Because you said you just watched it, so it's more fresh for you. Although it's weird because you've adapted things into it that weren't there. I'm telling you how I remembered it. Granted, I was watching it as like background noise while I did something else because, let's be honest, you know, you don't need to give some of these movies your like entire full attention. Okay. Yeah, no, there was no stabbing. He just kind of like plowed her into the wall over and over again until like her head cracked open. I mean, it didn't help that it was Shannon Elizabeth who's like immediately associated with sex for, you know, that American pie scene, the webcam. Oh yeah. I don't know. I just remember being like really upset when I was like a kid and I watched that cause I loved her and then she died. And I was like, why do movies always do this to me? <laughs> Mostly cause I only watch horror <laughs> movies. So like every movie I watched the hot girl died. That's really sad. did you think they were like actually dead at this point in your life listen i don't know man i was like this came out in 1997 i probably watched it in like 1997 or 1998 depending on if it was straight to vhs or if it was like you remember like remember when it used to take like a year and a half for a movie to go from the theaters to like record it somewhere and now they just do it at the same day well now there's like no theater you can just watch it whenever you want and amazon has good prices where you can rent a movie for 20 bucks i'm being sarcastic that's not a good deal (laughs) it's a terrible deal but no i mean like no even still even like when the theaters were open before this whole crisis that it was like you could they were releasing half of them early on like amazon or whatever Mm -hmm. at the same time that it was in the theater and then like in the back in the day it was like man i really want to see that movie again i guess i gotta wait and forget about it (laughs) until it comes out yeah that was part of the magic of video stores though right go walk around the horror section find all kinds of crappy movies on vhs Rent every single thing that was by uh, Asylum because they were all amazing. <laughs> They're not really bad direct ripoffs of movies that were actually movies. Like when they made that I what was it I Am Legend came out and they made one called I Am Omega with like Mark Mark Dacascos and Transmorphers. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yo, remember that? So we never told it. We used to work in one of those movie rental stores together. And remember the dude that used to come in and only rent the Asylum movies, but he was like a kid. And every time his mom would be like, he just loves these. And we're like, I don't think you know what those are. Because that's not that's not the movie that you saw a preview for. And she was like, it's fine. It was like the meme. Mom, can we get this? No, we have this at home. And then it's like whatever version you would buy on Wish.com or something. Yeah, literally, that's what Asylum is. It's the Wish.com version of real movies. Makes you wonder if that kid ever realized he wasn't watching the same movies his friends were talking about. <sighs> he had to have. Like they were all watching Transformers and he comes in like... Oh uh, yeah, I saw Transformers. It was great. Remember when Optimus killed all those people? You're like, whoa, what? What movie was that? I tried to watch like one of those one time and like fast forward to see if there was boobs and then turned it off. There was one on Netflix that I watched as background noise that I actually kind of thought was entertaining because it was so bad. Uh, it was it was called Zoombies. <laughs> like the little like ball things that you put in water? No, no, Zoombies. So basically zombies, but at a zoo. So all the animals become infected and there's like you know, zombified like rhinoceros and giraffes and monkeys. So wait, and- wait, wait, wait. So just a ripoff of the TV show Zoo, where all the animals got infected and then started killing people. Apparently, I've scrolled past that. Trying to strike past as a TV show back in the day. Is this is Sharknado an asylum film? Because like, I feel That's like it is. Good question. I'm not sure. It might I as started well working with Sci-Fi Channel at one point, so it would make sense. No, that makes actually. I watched like the first 15 minutes of the first Sharknado movie, and I feel like maybe it was Asylum. Everything about that fits. <laughs> Even if it's not, I'm going to say it is. Because... You know, one thing for Asylum, though, they always had the most epic movie covers. It never actually like showed anything that happened in the movie or like lived up to the hype of the cover, but, you know. Had anything to do with the movie. But they picked their art. It is. You know. Sharknado's is an Asylum picture or production. Nice. It has to be. All <laughs> five of them, or is it six now? I don't know. I just I just looked it up on IMDb and zoomed in on the cover of the movie, and it's it's yeah, it's beautiful. That's amazing. Beautiful. Um, all right, let's move on to uh, number four. And for this one, we've got Friday the Thirteenth. Not any one Friday the Thirteenth in particular, just the whole franchise. I also feel like you could just like put in like fill in slasher movie from the eighties, just about. But I feel like Jason had the best ones because it was always impaling somebody while they were doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, isn't there one where he, there's people banging on the bed and then he shoves a machete? Oh, maybe that was his mom. No, no, it was a small first one. No, the first one is when the mom hides under the bed and shoves the machete up through like Kevin Bacon's neck. Okay, yeah, no, he wasn't banging anybody. But Jason in like the third or fourth one did stab two people who were like mid-sex with a spear or like a harpoon or something. Does the part in Jason X where he's like in the dream that he's having count? Because don't they have him like in like a, or not a dream, in like a virtual virtual reality simulation thing where that's literally just what it is. It's two people having sex and he like hunts them down and murders them. I mean, yeah, no, he didn't even need to hunt them down. It was just two girls with like no shirts on who said, hey, do you want to do some illegal drugs and have premarital sex? And then the next shot is him like 
with them wrapped up in a sleeping bag and like beating it against the tree. <laughs> so that was, but no, I mean, everything in these movies happens because the counselors were too busy, like fooling around to stop Jason from drowning, who never actually drowned, who for some reason hides in the forest for like 20 years while he grows up and his mother thinks he's dead. Well, wait, 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 which, which theory are we going from? Because depending on which Jason you've watched, he is dead. And then in other ones, he's not. And then there's the uh, copycat. That's the fifth one. If you watched, I mean, I watched all of them recently because I didn't have anything better to do. But the Jason, as he is, like in, in I guess, living form, I don't know if, if I can even say like human being, but he's. I thought he was always a ghost. He's not. In like the second one, he's supposed to be alive still? He's supposed to be alive because he actually looks totally different in the second one. He's got like longer hair and he's not like well, a zombie mutant. One. When they, well, no, he was at the end, remember, as a little boy. But um, oh, yeah. when they show him in the second one, when he finally, like, you know, pops through the window without the bag on his head, uh, he looks more like a person from, like, Hills Have Eyes, or the Hills Have Eyes. He's got, uh, like, five, five o'clock shadow. He's got hair. His skin is, like, normal colored compared to, like, his well, that hands. That was the burlap sack one. Yeah, when they were doing the whole uh, town that dreaded sundown ripoff. And the one in five, doesn't he also do the burlap sack thing? No, no, he dies technically in the fourth one. Well, the, the fifth one, he, it wasn't him. Yeah, the fifth one is when it was the the uh, EMT. That one had the burlap sack. No, no that one had the, the hockey mask. Oh. Then he gets brought back to life by like a Frankenstein-style like lightning bolt in the sixth one. And so technically he's undead in that one. When does he become Ghost Jason? I would say in that one, right? Because he got brought back to life. So he's... You're saying it like he's a zombie, though, because there's also like a zombie. I don't know. That franchise is weird, and it's like hard to follow. They're just You just watch them for the gratuitous sex and violence yeah but the sixth one did have a little bit more humor than the other ones and tony goldwyn had a small part in it and it was just kind of amusing in general they should have just done a comedy are they remaking it again i hope not <laughs> i did read somewhere that stephen king started writing one that apparently will never get made where it's told entirely stephen from king? like yeah he he apparently wrote one just like for fun as like a personal exercise to uh from like the what the point of view of jason is that what you're about to say exactly that, so, that would be epic like Cujo, but Friday the 13th. So that one has potential, but it will probably never see the light of day. Um, you know, like one thing that did kind of piss me off about the Jason movies, though, was that if we're going to follow the whole like sex kills, you know, paradigm for uh, Friday the 13th, which does suit a lot of what happens in it. What about Shelly? Who? You remember Shelly, the fat, depressing guy in the third one who just like does not know how to connect with people and keeps pretending to be dead, even though he really just wants to like make friends? But he's just so bad at like social interaction. I don't remember the third one very well. That was the 3D one, man. Oh, I definitely didn't watch that one then. Shelly was like just as kind of pathetic as Jason was in a lot of ways. So it kind of makes you think maybe instead of killing him, he should have just made him his protege. You know, he could have been like a like a helper killer. I mean, there's also the whole thing with these movies where like they also just kill whoever's in the way. So if he was in the way, then it makes sense. Like the guy in the wheelchair. That was probably the most brutal one. <laughs> Yeah. Anybody that's actually just in the way, either directly or like metaphorically, <laughs> whoever's stopping them from killing camp counselors. All right. So, all right. Number three. Number three is Contracted. Have you seen Contracted? No. It sounds like a movie where someone's contracted a disease, though. That's exactly what it is. If a movie was an STD, it would be Contracted. Contracted came out in... You get AIDS from watching the movie? I didn't say AIDS. I just said an S. Does this involve monkeys? Also, HIV and AIDS are not 
exclusively STDs. But like you're not going to get gonorrhea from like a bad blood transfusion. Well, I guess maybe you could. I think all STDs are technically bloodborne, and that's how you get them. It's just it happens more through sex because when you have sex, you have little tears, and that's how it gets into your bloodstream. That's fair, but I don't. I don't think you're going to get herpes by having a blood transfusion. I don't think it comes in like the seminal fluid or like whatever lady fluid is. Did you say come in seminal fluid in the same sentence? I didn't. Oh my god! I didn't say it. I wasn't saying it like the same. I meant like C O M E. Like it doesn't. And and lady fluids. Oh my god! That's the technical term. <laughs> All right, contracted. It's a terrible movie. It came out in 2013, starring. No one you've ever seen or recognized from any other movie unless you I personally... I feel like I have an image of the cover. Is there like a woman with her face rotting off? There is a woman. Eh, it's kind of rotting off. She's got some like pretty nasty mouth sores, a big red kind of thing in her right eye, and her left eye has gone like totally white. And some, some veins. There's a vein situation. Um, This movie, it was terrible. It was bad. But it belongs in this list because sex literally kills. Because... We should have done this this list in in order of not how well the movie applies to the the idea of sex killing people, but to the most recommended one. And teeth should be number one. All right, I'll go with that. Let's get back to contracted. How do they contracted? Obviously, there's mouth sores, so that's an indicator of something. <laughs> so basically, the it opens with a hot and sweaty one night stand happening in a car. Um, kind of like a really grody version of like the sweaty handprint on the glass from Titanic. I watched the trailer for this, and you said that that pretty much told the whole movie. So I have seen the movie. Okay, cool. Yeah, you don't no, miss anything by just watching the trailer. There's a sequel. There is, and I watched it, and it's terrible, but it's kind of funny. Um, she's not in it for obvious reasons. So, girl gets the disease, uh, then proceeds to sort of decompose, rot, get ill if she thinks she has some sort of skin rash, then she thinks, oh, maybe I'm, you know, I have some kind of like normal STD and the doctors don't know what's wrong with her. Um, basically, this movie is kind of like an exercise in slut shaming, so it's really just not like a good movie with like a good message or anything, but if we watch it as just a body horror movie, it's kind of entertaining because there's no other movie you can watch where a guy is getting deep into a girl having an awesome time, and then he looks down to see that his entire package is covered in maggots, and there are like superworms all over the floor. That probably wasn't in the trailer, was it? No, no, it wasn't. That sounds great, though. That's hands down the best part of the movie, because instead of like worrying about what's wrong with the girl or anything, the guy just immediately starts like going to the bathroom and like scrubbing his dick, because he wants to get all the worms off. I just realized because of that, and I don't know why because of that, but specifically because of that reminding me, of something we're going to talk about in another episode. Technically, in the movie Midsummer, sex did directly lead to someone else's death. Well, and a wiener covered in blood. <laughs> you probably didn't focus on it as much, but I did. I was like, "Hey, there's blood on that." Well, we can we can talk about that one on Friday. All right, so that was number three, contracted, not recommended. But if you have time, check out the trailer. Uh, number two, Flesh Eating Mothers. Not a very well-known movie. Uh, I actually only saw it myself for the first time a few weeks ago. What is wrong with you? All of these have, most of these movies were family films for me. I watched this at such a young age. My mom chased us around my grandparents' house and made every child in that house, because it wasn't just her kids, there was like cousins over, all shit themselves and then hide. 
You mean she pretended to be a flesh-eating mother? Yeah, and it worked, man. Real quick, just so you can emphasize for anybody listening um, how family-oriented this film is, can you just real quick recap the plot? So it's about a bunch of moms that eat their kids like zombies. How do they turn into zombies? So I didn't... One, I was too young to actually realize that it was what it was. So you explain that part. I don't know where that came from. You told me that's what it was, and I was like, wait, what? I just thought... They woke up as zombies that day, and it was like something along the lines of um, Parents with uh, Nicolas Cage. Was that movie called Parents? What was that called? I think that was just called Mom and Dad. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, Mom and Dad. Which is actually pretty funny. Um, But anyway, Flesh Eating Mothers, 1988. Nobody famous is in it. Uh, Really, really poor production quality. Um, With the exception of the special... No, the special effects in it were actually really good. Like the gore and the prosthetics, that's where... like. Literally all the money went for the entire production was into that. And they all you need to have in a horror movie is like good practical effects. It doesn't really matter what it's about after that dialogue. No, no, no. You could probably make a horror movie with no words as long as it's gross enough that it makes people uncomfortable. And you have like an underlining buzz noise. I feel like that's all you really need in a movie like that. Or like a heartbeat. Yeah. But no, the dialogue in this was laughable. And it was, I don't know if it was intentionally meant to be like that, but it was just beautiful. Um, Do you remember the scene where the girl is like really not super concerned that she just watched the mother eat her infant brother. And she's like running around with the guy she wants to be her boyfriend. And they meet another guy who just ran away from his mom because she tried to eat him and feed him a whole bunch of milk to like tenderize him like a veal. (laughs) She was like, drink your milk, honey, drink your milk. And she's like rubbing his head and massaging him and like pouring milk on him. So he runs away and he encounters the girl and the guy she wants to be her boyfriend. And they're like, what's going on with you? And he's like, I got got to get out of there. I just saw my mother eat my brother. And they were like, our mother's too. And he goes, oh crap, my mother ate your mother's? (laughs) Just dead serious. (laughs) The the most iconic things from that movie for me, which you still didn't explain how they get it, how the disease gets spread or whatever, but is the scene where the, the mom's holding the arm with the baseball glove and just chewing on it like it's a fucking like chicken leg. And the scene when they realize that they have to shoot them in the face, because I don't know what it was. They like really focused on shooting them in the nose. And I thought it at the time when I watched it, that the nose somehow hold all their power. I think you're confused. No, you just conflated the plot of flesh eating mothers with killer clowns from outer space. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Nobody gets shot in the nose in flesh eating mothers. No, I didn't. (laughs) I probably watched them in the same day when I was a kid. Not going to lie. The noses thing was because the clowns have the big red noses. And for some reason, that's where their souls resided. Isn't there a cop with a revolver who does like that classic old movie thing where he crouches real low with his gun and it gets like super weird and then shoots him in the face. And they're like, gosh, shoot him in the face. They get cured at the end. A nurse gives them like penicillin. None of them get shot in the face. None of them get shot in the face. There's actually a great scene when they're walking around zombified and they go past like a secondhand store, and the mother's like, oh my god, look at the price of this blender. I paid $2 more for it yesterday. And they're like, oh, that's a shame. But like, they're all zombified. Don't they put a baby in the blender? No, they just eat the baby. Man, that would have been a great scene. They should have done that. I have to watch this movie again. It's been a long time. Alright, so how do, how do they get it? Did you ever see Outbreak? That has to do with monkeys. Right. In Outbreak, the monkey is the reason that the Ebola virus gets spread throughout Southern California or wherever they are. Um, yeah. Imagine if the monkey from Outbreak was some douchebag's penis. So his penis is in a laboratory and then it escapes. If the laboratory is his pants and the, the zipper 
is like the door, then yes. So wait, like, so does he like have an affair with all the moms? Exactly. There's a guy who's cheating on his wife, and he decides to go out and kind of like just fuck random women in the neighborhood. And um, at one point, he gets concerned that he has an STD because he's been sleeping around on his wife. So he goes to the doctor and they're like, oh no, you're clean as a whistle. And then the nurse says, hey doctor, there was some kind of strange unidentifiable bacteria on his penis. And the doctor's like, oh, if it's not syphilis, don't worry about it. But it actually turns out that this guy's penis holds the key to turning women into zombies. I guess men too, but they didn't show him have sex with any men. No, I feel like that plot is definitely exactly that. And when you say it that way, like re-hear yourself say it the way you say it, and it makes total sense for the 80s. A man whose penis is so good, it turns women into zombies. For a movie that's just about that, that makes sense. But I, I was too young to actually like know that. Like I don't remember that when I saw it at all. I just remember the moms were eating the kids, and then I ran away from my mom. No, that definitely would have gone over your head as a child, I would imagine. All right, let's move on to honorable mentions. Uh, one of the ones we had on here we talked about a little bit already. Donkey Punch, can you real quick just recap why that made the list? Okay, that made the list because if you've ever been in high school in a lunchroom talking about things like Dirty Sanchez's, Donkey Punch came up. And what a Donkey Punch is, is, I don't, should I describe, I'm going to do it, is when you're having anal intercourse with a girl. I don't think it has to be anal. No, it's supposed to be. That's part of it. I don't think it has to be a girl then. I guess it doesn't. It doesn't matter. With a partner of some kind. And as you're doing it, you punch them in the back of the skull and knock them unconscious, causing them to clench. And then and then it makes it feel tighter. And then there's other things that come from that. We don't need to know how it feels. Oh, I thought you wanted me to... I, I, you don't need to know about the other things that you can do after that? Like when you... We don't. Okay. So in the movie Donkey Punch, a man, a man is, is hooking up with a girl and then he lets his friend tag in. And then while his friend is there, his friend decides he's going to do that and he breaks the girl's neck or something. I don't know. Punching people in the back of the head is not okay. Don't do that. That's like, that kills people. That's why you're not allowed to do it in MMA. Um, and she dies and then it turns into a whole like, oh my God, you killed our friend. And then, oh my God, we got to kill them so they don't tell people we killed their friend. And then a guy gets shot with a flare gun. And it's pretty boring uh, the whole time. Donkey Punch part is the only part to watch. It's like the first 15 minutes. All right, next item on the list, American Horror Story, Season 3, Coven. I don't remember the character's name, but... Why'd you pick Coven? Because... Because she has a vagina that kills people when they have sex with it. Yeah, but in Hotel, there's a guy with a drill dick. I feel like this probably happens a lot. That was a long time. That was a long scene. That went on for a long time. I started it, and then my kids came in. I was like, oh, God, I had to turn it off. (laughs) Actually, I got yelled at, and then I had to turn it off. It did go on for a while. Um, All right, next one, and this was your pick, Gerald's Game. What's Gerald's Game? Gerald's Game is about, like, a man, a a wife and husband who decide that they want to get a little bit, like, spice up their love life, and they go to, like, a rental home timeshare, something like that, like, on a lake, and... He's like, oh, I want you to call my daddy. She's like, that's gross. You want me to call you that? Or some nonsense like that. Like, he wants to dominate her. So he ties her up, and then they start having sex, and he dies of a heart attack midway through. And she's, like, tied up for days from that point on, like, trying to escape, like, hallucinating, cursing his name, and then there may or may not also be a serial killer. There's heavy spoilers in all of that description because that's the whole movie. But it's mostly just her... Almost dying as a result of her husband dying while they're doing it. Okay. 
All right, there you go. And a real quick addition that I wanted to put on the list was Battle Royale, just because there's two scenes that are particularly appropriate for this list. One, uh, they don't show anything, but basically the camera pans back to show Mitsuko sitting next to like two completely bloodied naked guys who you can only assume she tricked into thinking they were going to have a devil's three-way and then murdered them. Um, oh, if we're going to go times women tricked people that made them die when they thought they were going to have sex, that's a way longer list. Yeah, but I just watched Battle Royale the other day. Yeah, I didn't remember there was sex in that movie. I was really focused on just all the actual hardcore graphic violence. Yeah, no, it was good, right? Yeah. Um, all right, next one, and last one for the honorable mentions. Um, and I'm going to let you explain this one because you brought it up in the first place. Kevin Smith's Clerks. <laughs> what? It's, you don't want to do it because you don't think it counts. But in my mind, it counts because I don't remember how it actually happened. You said he was already dead. And in my opinion, I thought he died while they were doing it. But anyway, so Dante's girlfriend comes to the, the store where they work and a man had already gone into the bathroom with an adult magazine in order to fulfill his own needs. And she tells Dante to meet her in there. She goes in, thinks it's him, has sex with this man who is either dead or dies during and then comes out and is completely traumatized for the rest of her life. And I think it's based off like an actual New Jersey urban legend because that's what Kevin Smith was doing at the time. It's still what he's doing. Yeah, no, she went into the bathroom, didn't notice that there was a corpse sitting on the toilet with an erection, and presumably a porno mag in its hand, and then she proceeded to have sex with that corpse until she walked outside and saw Dante and was like, wait a minute, I thought you were just in there. And so I don't think that counts because he was already dead. If we're counting sex kills, then technically masturbation killed. Still happened. And it also killed her spirit. Yeah, so see, 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 it killed her on the inside. It killed the man literally. Let's also just point out that that wasn't Dante's girlfriend. Who was it? It was the girl that Dante wanted to be his girlfriend. Well, he almost had his chance. He did almost have his chance. But he should have been with the other girl. She was nicer. I forgot that you took it off the list. As I was wondering, why didn't like keep Scream on there? That's a good honorable mention. Mostly just because it describes like the the trope. The rule of like once you lose your virginity in a horror movie, you're fair game. Yeah. Only the virgin doesn't die. What about Shelly, man? Friday the 13th Part 3. He didn't get any action. He still got killed. You don't know that. No, I just rewatch it. He definitely didn't get any. Does he specifically go, I'm a virgin? No, I don't exactly remember, but I wouldn't be surprised. Anyway, again, like I said, that trope really only counts for like main characters, and then anyone that gets in their way can die for any reason whatsoever. And women, right? I guess it doesn't count if yeah. you're a guy. All right, number one on the list, It Follows. Have you seen It Follows? No, because you keep telling me to, and then I don't watch it. Why? Because I think I tried one time. And it was Amanda yelled at me because I get yelled at a lot when I turn on anything and it's just like sex. And it's like, turn that off. And I'm like, fine. Well, it's from 2014 and it's basically about a kind of a supernatural STD, if you will. Um, if you fuck someone that it is following, it then proceeds to follow you. So there's a supernatural. Does it kill you or does it just like, I see you do someone else? I can see them. I don't want to necessarily give it away, but you do find out what it does when it gets a hold of somebody. Doesn't that kind of like ruin it though? Because like if it gets you, then you can't transfer it anymore. Well, that's the thing. If it gets you, it immediately goes to try to find the person who gave it to you. So it works its way like back down the line. As long as you keep passing it off to someone else, you're totally safe. So, um, so everybody starts to die. Well, as long as they keep. I mean, if, if everybody, it, think about it like, uh, if people are promiscuous, nobody dies. And, you know, I think the reason that I wanted this one to be on the list is because 
it is literally something that you can only die from in this movie if you have sex. You know, like if we're looking at flesh-eating mothers, you can be killed by one of the flesh-eating mothers without banging the guy who's cheating on his wife. In this one, it's just that one thing. If you don't have sex with somebody that has it, you will not get it. But if you sleep with someone who it is following, it will follow you. But also, in teeth, if you don't sexually assault the girl with teeth in her vagina, she won't freak out and bite your penis off. You can still have nightmares about it, though. Even just the suggestion of it. So in It Follows, though, I, I found it, I don't know, I just thought it was creepy in general. I know some people didn't like it because it's a little bit more subdued. There's not a whole lot of graphic violence or like gore or anything in it. But it, it really, to me, perfectly demonstrates that horrible feeling you get when you're in a nightmare. And like, no matter how fast or far you run away from something, you always feel like you're sort of like stuck in the mud, like you can't go fast enough. And that's what this is kind of about, because the, the It of the title follows you it could look like an old woman it could look like a young child it could look like a you know girl in her 20s and it just walks toward you it never says anything it never runs it doesn't have its own definitive shape it presents itself as any number of people but is it a ghost they never explain what it is it's just this thing um and it i don't know it'll 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 get you and there's it's just the way the movie does it is very creepy like it could be anywhere and the girl doesn't know if somebody walking toward her is the thing. So if you see somebody just walking, like, without emoting or anything through a crowd of people, her immediate thought's going to be like, oh my god, that's the thing coming for me. So, I mean, there are parts of the movie where they try it's to... coming! How are you spelling that again? That's how I'm spelling it the way you make it, the, you think I'm saying it. I just went full fucking Boomhauer. I just went, just went Boomhauer on that. All right, so that has been the top ten list of the top ten times sex killed. Um, are we done? Yeah, I don't have anything else. Okay, so follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bearded B-Roll, and look for us anywhere you can find podcasts. Feel free to email us with ideas and suggestions for new episodes at beardedbroll at gmail.com.